You are listening to weekly messages from Austin Christian Fellowship. For more information about ACF, visit acfellowship.org. Can we thank this amazing team for leading us in worship? So good, so good. Welcome to Austin Christian Fellowship. If I don't know you, my name is Chris Tapkin, and I'm one of the pastors here. It is so good to see you. If you are a guest here or new, uh, a special welcome uh, to you. And can we, uh, in the house, uh, put our hands together and, and welcome our online community, online welcome. We are so glad that you are here. If we can serve you in any way, we'd love to do that. And you can text the word ACF Connect, ACF Connect, all one word, to this number, 512-866-9908. Let me say that again, ACF Connect to 512-866-9908. So we are in a series called Ruah, God in Us, where we are spent, have spent the last few weeks talking about the Holy Spirit. And if you haven't heard those messages, um, go back online and you can listen to them, they're available. And God in his sovereignty and his love for us disrupted our, our series last week through a word that he gave to our senior pastor. Was that amazing or what? It was so good. If you haven't heard that, oh please. Do yourself a favor and go listen to Will's message from last week. You know, there's good teaching and there's good um, preaching, but when God gives a word, it's a whole different level. In Austin Christian Fellowship, God gave us a word last week through Will, and it was so good. And I can't think of a more appropriate topic to follow up that word from the Lord for Austin Christian Fellowship than this message, which is praying in the Spirit. We're gonna talk this week about praying in the Spirit. And we'll be in Ephesians in a little bit if you have your Bible and copy of Scripture and you want to go there. So it was the spring of 2014 where my heart was marked and I had an encounter with God that um, changed my life, honestly. And in the spring of 2014, I was invited to a prayer meeting um, in a building downtown, nondescript building, as normal as normal could be. And when I walked into this prayer meeting, I want to describe to you what I saw, what I felt, what that experience was like. It was unlike anything I'd ever experienced before. Um, it was new to me, but it marked me. What I saw was a handful, maybe 10, 15 people praying. And they were in all sorts of different postures from younger to older, men, women, um, different ethnicities represented. But what I saw was a different level of praying. 
It was, it was this, I, I could relate to the disciples when they saw Jesus pray and they said, teach us to pray. Isn't that interesting? Through their whole walk with Jesus, they didn't say, teach us how to do miracles or teach us how to preach. But one thing, when they saw him do this, it was so different, so otherworldly, other, outside of their paradigm and their experience, when they saw him pray, the disciples said, teach us to pray. I felt like that when I walked into this room. Um, and what I heard was a different type of praying. I've come to learn what I experienced that day was people that were praying in the spirit. It was from their heart. It was from a total state of dependency on the Lord. It didn't feel weird to me. It was new, but it didn't feel weird. In fact, it felt just the opposite. So the word that I wrote in my journal that day was one word, home. It felt like home. Coming to prayer I want to suggest to you this morning, praying in the spirit is like coming home. Richard Foster, a theologian, says, nothing feels more right, more like what we are created to be and to do than prayer. That's how I felt that spring day of 2014. It felt like I was made to do this. Like, this is my purpose. Now, I want to say something. This is available to us all. Let me be very clear on that. This is not just for pastors or a select few of intercessors. This is available to us all. And I believe with all my heart, church, listen, I believe the Holy Spirit is inviting us home today in prayer. I believe the Father's arms are wide open saying, come home, let me teach you to pray, but to pray differently. I believe he's inviting us into the living room where we can feel at home. I believe he's inviting us into the, the kitchen of his friendship to laugh and to share in prayer. I believe he's inviting us to the dining room to feast on his word and prayer. I believe he's inviting us into the study where he can impart wisdom and revelation in prayer. I believe he's inviting us to his workshop of prayer where we co-labor with him, where we explore creativity. And I believe he's inviting us into the bedroom, the bedroom of prayer where his peace and rest are the environment. Today is a day about coming home. And the key to this house, ready, is prayer. But praying in the spirit. I want to make a bold statement. But I believe it with all my heart. Ready? Even if you said no, I was going to do it anyway. Here it is. Prayer is the greatest Christian privilege and service 
that one can do with their life. Let me say that again. Yeah, I got a few, that's right. Can I say that one more time? Prayer is the greatest Christian privilege and service one can do with their life. I believe prayer is the CEO work of heaven. You wanna be CEO in heaven? Pray. And it's available to us all. Let me listen. Are you online? Hearts, chat, tell each other you're CEOs. Look to your neighbor and say you're a CEO. Yeah, tell your other neighbor you're a CEO. This is available to us all. But we struggle with it, don't we? We can struggle with prayer. I love what E.M. Bounds said. He was a great pastor. And he said, the little estimate we put on prayer is evidence from the little time that we give it. Pastor Will said this in a corporate prayer meeting and it just marked my heart. I never forget it. He said this. Will said, if every Christian understood what happens in a prayer meeting, none of us would miss another one again. If we, if we got revelation of what happens in the spiritual realm, what happens in the heavenly realm, we'd never miss another one again. But real talk, real talk this morning. Why do we struggle with prayer? I'm gonna give you some things to think about because maybe if we identify the problem, we can then come to the solution. But real talk, we struggle because we have a problem of indifference. We really don't know what to pray. And when we don't know what to pray, we don't pray. I believe there's a problem of understanding. We don't know how to pray. We don't know what to pray for, so we don't pray. I believe there is a problem of inability, that sometimes we just don't have the energy, we just don't have the time or make the time, we just don't have the strength to pray. Anybody witness to that? I believe there's a problem of language, that we don't know how to form or articulate words in prayer. And then I absolutely know this to be true. We have a problem of satanic attack. You see, the enemy will do anything to get you from praying. Why? Because he understands the power that comes with prayer. So he'll put up roadblocks. He'll do, he'll make you busy. That's a real key thing that he does. He'll make you busy and busy. Ready? Get this. With good things. Yeah? Mary and Martha, Martha was busy serving and she gets kind of a bad rap. It wasn't like she was off the rails. She was serving Jesus and the gift of hospitality flowing through her and creating this wonderful experience and banquet but yet Jesus said what? Martha, Martha, you missed the best thing and Mary got it right which was sitting at Jesus' feet. You see, I believe the enemy will put things in your way to keep you from praying, and some things can even be good. So God knows, listen, church, God knows that we would struggle in prayer. 
So out of his love for us, out of his grace and mercy, he gave us a helper. Yes? Ruah. The Holy Spirit has come to help us. So if you have your Bibles, pull out your, uh, go to Ephesians, the sixth chapter, and it's gonna be on the screen if you don't have scripture with you. Here's what God's word says. Ephesians 6, 18. And pray in the spirit on all occasions with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Praying in the spirit is mentioned three times in scripture. So what does it mean to that? Let's, just, let's unpack that. What does it mean to pray in the spirit? And then I wanna end with to help you on how you can do this. Ephesians 6, that, and pray in the spirit. So I'm not talking today necessarily about praying in tongues, although that is a part of praying in the spirit. I'm talking today about praying in the Spirit with the help or in connection of the Greek translation of praying in is in the sphere of or in connection to or dependence on. So for the context of the message, we're talking about what I heard in spring of 2014, a different posture of our heart, yeah? a different level of praying, a different dependence of praying. See, there's a level of praying, listen, there's a level of praying that goes beyond our mind and our intellect. There's a level of praying that honestly is offensive to the mind because it comes from such a deep place within. It comes from our heart. That's what I want to talk about today. There's a great example. So you have some homework to do. You ready for some homework? Get out your phone, put it down, mark it on your, on your notes. You have some homework, and that is to go and read 1 Samuel chapter 1. 1 Samuel chapter 1. In light of this message, this week, I want you to go and read 1 Samuel chapter 1. I want to give you an example in scripture of what I'm talking about, of a prayer that goes beyond our mind and our intellect and comes from a position of our heart. And there's an amazing story that you're gonna read about this week about a lady named Hannah. So quick backstory, if you don't know the story or if you're new, um, there was a guy, he had two wives and one of them he could have children with and one of them he could not. The one he could not, her name was Hannah. And she so wanted a child so bad. And the other wife would poke at her and needle her and torment her that she couldn't have children, but yet she, the other woman did. And so Hannah, in this complete place of desperation, did the only thing that she could do, which was, it's not your question, pray. But listen, she prayed in the spirit. 
and it was different. You see, sometimes when we pray like that, can I just tell you, because I lead a lot of prayer meetings, it's not necessarily tidy and neat. Sometimes it gets a little messy. And here's Hannah pouring her heart out before the Lord. And it was a little bit messy, yeah? So much so that the priest came in and said, Hannah, why are you here drunk? You're drunk. And she's like, I'm not drunk. My soul is burdened. You see, it wasn't neat and tidy, but she was praying from the spirit. She had a total dependency on the Lord. You know, that type of praying. And that was new to me in 2014. I hadn't experienced anything like that. But you know what I felt? I felt like home. Listen, God's inviting you home right now to pray like that. He wants you to learn to pray like that. Well, you'll get to read the story this week. Samuel, a son named Samuel. That's all I'm gonna say about that. So here's what Ian Bounds said about that Hannah scripture. Oh, this is so good. You ready? Her desires were too intense for articulation. She poured out her soul in prayer before the Lord. Things, natural difficulties were in the way, but she multiplied her praying till God lightened her heart, her face became bright, and there is a recorded answer to her prayer. And Samuel was hers by a conscious faith. And listen, a nation was restored. You see, Hannah's tears before the Lord, they were like salt water sacraments from the deep. Do you know God keeps tears? Did you know that? There's two things God has as keepsakes. This may surprise you or may interest you to learn. One is your tears. He keeps your tears. So none of them are wasted, including Hannah's. The second thing that he keeps, prayers. How important are prayers to the Lord? So much so that he built golden bowls and he stores them in there forever. I don't know about you, but that fires me up to keep praying. So Hannah learned she prayed with God's power and not her own. Hannah learned that she needed help and she needed to pray in the spirit. So I wanna give you three things that will help you in praying in the spirit, okay? Y'all good? Everyone good online? All good? Here we go. The first one is the Holy Spirit, Ruah, God in us, activates us in prayer. Romans 8, 5 says, for those who are according to the flesh set their mind on the flesh, but those according to the Spirit set their mind on the things of the Spirit. So the first thing we need to learn about the Holy Spirit in prayer is he activates us. He teaches us how to pray. To pray in the flesh 
is to fail. To pray in the spirit is to succeed. You see, most don't pray because they don't want to pray. Because the flesh doesn't like to pray. So that's why the Lord Jesus says, you got to die daily. Pick up your cross. Die to your flesh. And when you do that, the Holy Spirit, Ruah, in you activate where you actually want to pray. We have this natural desire to communicate with God. It's, it's in each of us. And that's done by the work of Ruah, the Holy Spirit. So the first part is the Holy Spirit activates us in prayer. The second point is the Holy Spirit sustains us in prayer. Sometimes when you pray, I don't know about you, but I can get distracted. Is it just me? Sometimes I can get tired. Sometimes I lose concentration. I think of, oh, squirrel over here, shiny thing over here, right? I'm trying to, I know I'm talking to you too. I'm weak sometimes. Can I just tell you that? Sometimes I'm weak. But here's what I've learned. When I'm weak, that's actually the best place that I can be. That's actually a wonderful posture to be in. It's so countercultural. You won't see that in any self-help books at Barnes and Noble, but it's a wonderful place to be. The Holy Spirit will help us in our weakness. Romans 8, 26, in the same way, the Spirit also helps us in our weakness. So what should our response be when we get weak? Tell him. Admit it. Holy Spirit, I'm weak. I'm distracted. I'm not focused. Help me. And he'll always answer that prayer. So don't, don't be ashamed of your weakness. Press into it. It's actually an asset. That's why Paul said the only thing, he said this in 2 Corinthians 12, he said the only thing I'm boasting about from here on out is my weakness. Why? Well, think of how weird that is. Imagine one of our national leaders getting up and say, the only thing I'm talking about is how weak we are. But Paul understood, in that posture, I'm actually the strongest. Yes? Great place to be. Spirit will help you in your weakness. The Holy Spirit will sustain us. He'll deliver us from all of our self-sufficiency. So I grew up in in South Dakota, and winters there are like forever, okay? And it's all agriculture. It's just miles and miles of fields as long as you can see. And this is what a field looks like, if we can put that up, in winter in South Dakota. It's barren, not much there, not a lot of life there, Cold as cold can be. Sometimes our prayer life can feel like that, right? We're like, what? I'm just, what is this doing? What am, what am I doing? I'm praying. I'm not seeing answers. 
I'm tired, I'm worn out. It's at that point, listen, church, listen, that you call on the Holy Spirit in your weakness and he will sustain you. And then pretty soon when you keep at it and you keep persistence, that's why God says, stay persistent. Keep going, keep at it. Unceasing prayer. And if you keep at it and you keep praying in the spirit, oh, springtime will come and your field will turn and look something like this. This, put that picture in your mind. This is the result of a dedicated life to prayer. This is the result of what your life, praying in the spirit, can look like. This most amazing green field, ready to harvest. See, listen, I believe that with through your prayers and your dedication, you can do things like leave a multi-generational blessing behind, yeah? Just small things like that. See, I believe your prayers and my prayers can bring about revival to a city, yes? Just small things like that. See, I think your prayers and my prayers can turn a nation back to God. But it takes us praying, but not praying with our minds, a different type of praying. It's called praying in the spirit. The Holy Spirit will activate us. He'll sustain us. And the third thing is the Holy Spirit will lead us in prayer. You see, sometimes we're facing battles in those giants that we talked about this morning in worship. Sometimes we're facing issues that are just so big or so painful that words are insufficient and that's when the Holy Spirit comes in. And God hears those groans and those moans and those heart and all those tears. He sees and he hears it. And you know what it It moves his heart. Imagine, church, a group of us praying like that. What could happen? He'll lead us into this. God's plan. And his purposes are all found in prayer. When we learn to pray in the spirit, listen, when we learn to pray in the spirit, there's no limit of what God can do. That early church experienced that, didn't they? You remember the story in Acts 4, what happened? When they were praying together what happened? The floor started to shake. The foundation got changed. They're filled with the Spirit. Multitudes came to Christ. And history got changed. We allow the Holy Spirit to activate us to sustain us, and to lead us. This is what's possible for us. Not for a different time, but for us, right here, right now. So, let me conclude 
I wanna help you today. Maybe God's touching your heart like he did mine in 2014 saying, I want that. Let me help you. Give you some application points so that you can learn how to pray that way. Beyond the mind, beyond the intellect, from your heart, okay? These spell pray, by the way. I'm a paid professional. The first one is P, ready? Pray. You only get better at praying by praying. You've got to get in reps, so reps, I got two little sports nuts, my kids, and their coaches all the time. Get reps, get reps, get reps. Repetitions. Same ways in prayer. The only way you can get better at praying is praying. So you gotta pray. And again, your flesh will fight this. But the Holy Spirit, Ruah, he'll activate you and he'll sustain you and he'll lead you. But get reps. Do you know we have multiple opportunities for you to get reps at Austin Christian Fellowship? You can go on our website. We pray every single day from 12 to 1. You, can you, would you join us? Would you get out your phone right now and like mark 12 to 1? Like, no, like you can right now. It's okay. Online too. Get, get out your schedule. 12 to, get reps. And you don't even have to say a thing. Come have a power hour lunch with us from 12 to 1 every single day. Jesus is there. It's the most awesome thing ever. So you can join us every single day and get reps in prayer. Wednesday nights at the barn at seven o'clock, you can get reps in prayer. Get reps in prayer. Learn how to pray by praying. Second one, R, ready? R, regular time. Make an appointment to pray every single day. If, this, if you don't do anything else, do this one thing. Make an appointment with God every single day. Your prayer life will explode by that one simple thing. And you may say, that is so old school. Are you serious? I'm, I'm not. I'm telling you. It works. Make an appointment every single day to pray. And here's my last suggestion on our regular time. Make it unhurried. Okay. What is, we don't get that in our culture. But you wanna learn how to pray in the spirit, you wanna learn how that deep passion prayer, you can't do five minute drive-by prayers. It's okay to start, but you've got to schedule unhurried time with the Lord every single day, okay? A, all in. Make a decision extreme that Pastor Will talked about that word from the Lord last week. The all in that he nudged us that the Lord is calling ACF to right now. Get all in on prayer. Both for your personal life as well as corporately. Get, be devoted to prayer. Then buckle up and see what happens. Okay? When you get all in, Go buy yourself a new seatbelt. You're gonna need it because you watch God move. And the last one is why. 
yield. This posture, Hannah's posture before the Lord, submitted, desperate, I'm all yours. Your agenda, not mine. When you pray and you get reps, when you make it a daily part of your routine, when you have a marked moment in your life saying, I'm doing that, I'm, I'm gonna have a so be it moment with the Lord, I'm gonna become a person of prayer and you yield and do this, God's gonna use you in amazing ways. You will enter the more than you could ask or imagine seasons in your life. You will cross over to the land of milk and honey. Yeah? The Holy Spirit's inviting you home. Home in prayer. To be a person of prayer. To pray in the Spirit. So if that's you and you're just getting that tug, like, I think this is for me. I think this is my moment. I wanna pray for you now. And then we're gonna transition to the greatest thing ever that we can do as a church, which are baptisms. So if you're just getting touched right now and you say, this is for me, um, I wanna pray for you. And you can, you can just put your hands out in a receiving posture if you, if you feel comfortable. But let me pray for you right now. So, Father, I just ask that you would move right now in this moment. I pray a fresh filling of your spirit. Mark these hearts for prayer, God. It is the CEO work of heaven. And God, that's what we desire today. That you would teach us to pray. But not routine prayers, God. We're done with those. We want to pray in the spirit. We want Hannah prayers, God. And then to watch you move. The way maker. The giant killer the God of miracles, the God that can turn a country back to you. Mark our hearts today, God, with prayer and praying in the spirit. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Church said amen.